Ladies and gentlemen, it is your buddy Gavin, filibuster freestyle. It's been a couple weeks. Here we are, August 5th. I think the last time we put a show up was about July 20th. We've done a lot since then. I uh, hope you've been having a good summer. We are firmly mired in the uh, peak summer, if you will, kind of that middle of July to middle of August saga here in the uh, Northern Hemisphere at the very least. Obviously, peak winter for our friends down in uh, Australia, South Africa, New Zealand. The list goes on of other countries in the Southern Hemisphere. Anyway, whatever part of the world you're in, thanks for listening to the Philip Buster Freestyle. Big show today, fourth annual Search for the Song of the Summer. Got our buddy Andrew Patterson coming, our buddy Roscoe P. from Drilling Three is coming. Always good to have those two guys on in general, and especially when they're on together. Uh, just one little disclaimer before we hit the theme song and bring the boys in. Roscoe P. just got a new dog named Linus. He adopted him. Good for him for adopting a dog. Very cool. That being said, Roscoe's already said that Linus may be either barking and or chewing a squeezy toy in the background. Our buddy Andrew Patterson, who's a little-known but effective dog whisperer, said, why don't you go out and buy some type of an antler, which basically is like a dog treat, like a pig ear or a dog ear or like an antler or something like that. Anyway, I don't really know. I don't own pets. Anyway, there, this could be, because Andrew Patterson, excuse me, has a dog as well, this could be not only the first time that Roscoe's dog barks, but this could be the first time we're doing a three-way dance podcast, if you will, with both of the guests having dogs. Because my guess is if one dog starts going off, the other dog's going to start going off. So I'm just going to get that out of the way right now. Not only are we going to search for the song of the summer 2018, we could be having a bark off. It's your buddy Gavin, filibuster freestyle. Here comes the theme song. After the break, Andrew Patterson, Roscoe P. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster. filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. 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 Filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, the great Andrew Patterson, the great Roscoe P. But Andrew Patterson is literally in line at the drive-thru at McDonald's. Andrew, say hello quickly if you can. Welcome to my shame. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I have a mute button on this bad boy, I just realized. Well, that's good. So I'm hitting that. Good, you should use that. Um, speaking of mute buttons, I'm going to do the same with my thing real quick. Because I, I, I didn't realize how good this would be that Andrew Patterson was ordering McDonald's. Roscoe P., how are you today, buddy? Kiki, do you love me? Ugh. That's all I have to say. Likewise, sir. Likewise. That's the question of the hour. Yeah, so we're gonna. I'm not gonna bury the. I'm not gonna bury the lead. We're doing what I think is a first on the filibuster freestyle, and that. Did I unmute? Yeah, you're back, buddy. All right, awesome. Nailed it. So, have you successfully got? Andrew, have you successfully gotten your McDonald's? I've successfully gotten it, and I am waiting to take a left out of the parking lot. Okay. And done that, and now it's just like a simple ride home. All right, well, good. Well, listen, you feel free to... Let me ask you this. What did you get at McDonald's before we get yeah, anywhere further? That's what I want to know. You know, if I'm going to... I don't do fast food that often, and if I do a fast food burger, don't, like, gussy it up with all these fancy new things McDonald's comes out with. Just give me, like, a double cheeseburger or a couple of those. You know? Yeah. Fast for- food, just crappy, mass market, double cheeseburger. If I want a real burger, I'll go to a real restaurant. To- 
Totally. Did you get a number two like value meal or what are you doing? No, no, because I, I didn't need a soda. Uh, so I just got a couple of double cheeseburgers and a fry, and um, I have some Miller Lights at home. Wow. <laughs> so, so, Roscoe, real quick, sounds like the unofficial this sponsors is, of the week. This is how teachers do summer vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about coming in hot and saving it for the podcast. This guy's doing it live. A live drive-through, and we are we are all sixes and sevens here. Everybody's talking over each other because Andrew's pulling off a first, which is ordering McDonald's while being on the podcast. He got everything in the number two besides the drink on principle, even though he probably would have saved a dollar to do so. I don't know. I haven't been to McDonald's in forever. Let me just say this: unofficial sponsors of the week: McDonald's number two, Sans Coke, and Miller Lite. Plus Miller Lite. It's how teachers yeah. do summer vacation, to quote Andrew Patterson. Okay. Yeah. We have, firm, yeah. we have firmly gotten there. Now, Roscoe P. referenced a, 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 a jam, the beginning of a jam. And what is that, like an ice machine? <laughs> is that Andrew digging into his McDonald's? <laughs> no, you know what it is? It was me successfully converting from the Bluetooth in my car to my handheld cell phone. Okay. Oh, I thought I pulled that off pretty well. No. <laughs> Well, well, aside from the huge noise it made in everybody's ear, yeah. Yeah, well, I did tell Gavin before we started I was about to be an audio nightmare. So, uh, welcome to it. Well, what's great, really quickly, and this is so far off the rails already, it's, it's, it's definitely a filibuster freestyle. Um, what have you been talking about tonight? Andrew Patterson is usually a visual nightmare when, you ha- when you're on the phone with him on FaceTime because you have to watch him walk around. And since I had put the kibosh on visual podcasts, he's decided to be an audio nightmare. So thanks for really sticking to it. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, speaking of good friends, I believe you just referred to me as a visual nightmare. <laughs> well, the shoe fits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back on track. Holy crap, unofficial sponsors of the week. Of course, it's Miller Lite and McDonald's. All right, Roscoe P., you went to Newport Jazz Fest this weekend, but that's not the biggest news. The biggest news, and I've already prepared the fans for this, is you got a dog... Is someone on a sailboat? It's not as windy. What's going on, guys? I mean, I think that's Andrew convert. I haven't done a thing. That's got to be uh, Andrew converting something else on his cell phone. No, uh, I was turning the AC off because I thought it would be too noisy. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop touching buttons. I, I was right. It was noisy. I was right. It was noisy. It sounded like you were on a yeah. sailboat. <laughs> You're welcome again. All right, Roscoe, how's your new dog, Linus? Gosh darn it. He's, uh, um, he's doing great, I think. Um, you know, he's a new dog and he's a rescued dog. So, um, it's, uh, it just takes some time. He's, he's adjusting to living in a house and he's scared and all that kind of stuff. But, um, everybody says, and everything you read says that the first two weeks are the hardest or into our second week and, uh, you know, three to four weeks, he should be pretty comfortable with everything we do, but. I think he's a really good dog. He's he's a lot of fun most of the time. He's really annoying some of the time and drives me crazy some of the time, but I think that is the uh, dog-owning experience. Correct. I think that, that's pretty much been my dog-owning experience. Yeah. I do have one piece of advice for you, though, in, like, the first couple of weeks you have the dog. Yeah. And that would be don't do anything, like, regularly those first two weeks you aren't willing to do every day for the right. next decade of your life. Yeah, I'm trying pretty hard to get on, like, the schedule that's going to work, you know, like you said, forever. Like, right. Uh, the, no. only, the only thing, I, I don't really know how to resolve this, is he gets up really early. You're not going to. 
Yeah. yeah, right. There's really no way around that. I mean, um, you go to the yeah, bathroom. I wake up now on a daily basis, like quarter to five in the morning. Yeah, oh. Roscoe, sounds like oh, you're going to need – Roscoe, you're going to need to use this rescue dog to get yourself a, a live-in lady friend who can help you get up at 5 in the morning every other day because you're going to be up at 5 in the morning every day from now on. Now, it's more like 6 with him, but, yeah, um, it would be tremendous to have someone else here. And he's a good-looking dude. I think he can pull in the ladies. 6 Eastern, 5, five Central. See, that's what I'm talking five about. 5 Central, of course. Yeah, yeah. of course, because dogs always wake up at 5 Central. He's on. He's on Central Time. Actually, he probably is. He he came from Arkansas. Well, so well, there it is. On. He's definitely on Central Time then. Anyway, yeah. that's good news. That's good news. Razorback, yeah. Woo, woo, pig, suey, whatever they say. All right, listen. Burying the lead. This is our fourth annual. This is the first time we've gotten to a fourth annual anything on the filibuster freestyle. Really right? I saw that tweet today. This is actually the fourth time we've done this. Is that, is that well? Right? You've done two, but Andrew and I have done. This is our fourth. Okay. We, yeah. we brought in the big guns last year to add a little bit of flavor because because Andrew admitted to me before the show, hey, I haven't done any I haven't done any research, which shouldn't have surprised me, but you know it did. Right. Yeah. So the first two variations of the sound of the song, song of the summer podcast were one guy who had studiously listened to numerous playlists and charts on Spotify, and another guy who hadn't heard a single song the first man mentions. So then yes. we had to bring in Chris. She also is, knows what the music is. Correct. Correct. So this is your second Roscoe P, but this is the fourth one we've done. The show started in January of 15, so here we are, okay? What? Now, this is the first year that we've done the search for the song of the summer premise at the basically the middle of the summer instead of the beginning. The summer's of the summer. almost over. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like it because I actually think the 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 version where I listen to, like, 30 songs and try to pick winners and losers. I don't have time for that this year. And frankly, it's over. And, and third, third piece is, I know Andrew's not going to do it, <laughs> but the second piece is we, I tried to stoke this conversation back in early June and I'm going to take you guys through it. Uh, and I liked that we finished because I can already see that my call back on June 4th or June 8th was a bad call. And that was very simply, I asked you guys if Childish Gambino's This Is America is the song of the summer. You guys told me no. You were right. But Roscoe, we right. Roscoe had a really good take on Donald Glover, who is Childish Gambino. He said he may be an unprecedented artist, huge music star, huge actor, created and writes a huge show in which he also stars in. And so I'll add in, the dude is a certified quadruple threat. Um... Really quickly, I mean, I thought it was shaping up to be the summer of Childish Gambino. I don't think it's gone that way. What are you guys' takes on, on Childish Gambino as an artist and uh, performer overall? Donald Glover. Uh, I'll, let, I'll let Chris take this if it sounds like he has a crush on him. Are you on a lawnmower now? What's going on? <laughs> Stop coming off a pod. Are you coming off a of mute every time? I don't know. Anyway, Roscoe, go ahead. Um, yeah, well, I guess we haven't really heard from him much in a while, but yeah, he's, everything you just said, uh, is right. And I think he's really, a, a one of the, one of the best artists we have right now. I, uh, I guess the last thing I didn't, I don't watch SNL anymore or not usually, but, um, he hosted, I might've been the last one of the season or second to last one of the season. And I did see one of the sketches that's on YouTube that's I've seen it a few times now. It's great. Is when he does the, the Migos sketch. Yeah. I don't know 
saw that where it's him and, and uh, Keenan uh, Thompson and uh, one of the new guys, I don't know his name, are, are like they're the fake Migos. They're called Friendos and they go to therapy. Yeah, I heard about the skit, but I didn't see it. So, uh, oh, it's amazing. The best part is Keenan Thompson is the ad lib guy. So, like, every time, and he still does the ad libs even when they're just like talking in therapy. So, like, one of the guys would be like, um, I didn't know how you felt when I bought the Lambo. And Keenan Thompson would be like, Lambo. <laughs> All right, got it. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's great, yeah. Look up um, uh, Donald Glover friendos or whatever like Donald Glover Migos or something on, on YouTube okay it, so that so that's great that was the last thing I guess I saw him in um, but yeah I, it, it certainly hasn't been the, if it was going to be the summer of anybody it wasn't him but, correct uh, we, we certainly haven't heard the last I think he's got he's got uh, uh, bigger things on the horizon than being the, the viral summer star like our friend Drake who we're going to talk about C- correct uh, now, now, I also said he wants to be done with music at some point, and as he walked that back, I think there was at some point Donald Glover was saying he didn't want to do Childish Gambino. I, I did hear that that it was like he was, it was like some one of the records he put out was the last Childish Gambino record, but then he did another one. Right, like, like Jay Z did the same thing. Like this is the last one, and there's been like four after that. So right, except Jay Z spent like 20 years as a rapper first, and then took a year right. off, yeah. not a week off after two two songs, but similar premise. Yeah. All right. Well, I think the guy's good. I think he's great, actually. But will you guys at least give me this? Uh, I mentioned this back in June as well, that this is probably the greatest like actor, comedian to pop music transition. And I would put the two notables that I thought of were, of course, one hit wonder, Jesse's Girl by uh, General Hospital star Rick Springfield. And then a favorite song, I think, to the three of us and probably half of the planet Earth in the 1980s, which is the Eddie Murphy hit. Featuring Rick James, My Girl Wants to Party All the Time. Well, I think that is number one. Maybe only closely followed by, what was that Bruce Willis song? Oh. <laughs> that, like... You remember that? I can't remember. There was Bruce Willis, and the whole video was him, like, playing pool. Yeah. Terrible. I'm going to go with that one as not number two, but I do remember that one okay. existing. Or Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Way... Ooh, see, that's a good call. That's a real good call. I like that. I think that has to make the list. See, but you guys are talking about um, actors who've had established acting careers who just put out a song because they were famous actors and I feel like doing a song. Yes. Donald Glover has legitimate career. Like, yes. nobody knew. Like, it's possible to have no idea who Donald Glover is and be a huge childish game. Correct. And, yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. Which is why yeah. it's way more impressive. Got, I, I would say. Careers. I am mystified why why Donald Glover is not more popular than he is. Because it's not like he does several of these things even well. He does several of these things at the top of his game. Atlanta is maybe the best show on TV. It's uh, an amazing show, yes. Yeah, this is America. Is Like that video for This is America, that blew up. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, but yet, if you listed like the top five biggest names in any of the things he does, he wouldn't make the list. Mm. Right. Right. I, I think the only the comparison for him, uh, modern comparison, would be like Justin Timberlake is the closest thing I can think of. Sure. As a guy who has a career yeah. as an actor and as a musician and is funny and, you know, but, but I, I think I'm he, not sure Timberlake is as good as Donald Glover. Yeah, and I would say this. Timberlake had the benefit of kind of, you know, he broke in as a Mickey Mouse Club guy. He kept it going as a boy band guy. Then, then, like, it was like then he went solo. Then he started doing stuff with Andy Samberg. Then he started, you know, like... Gambino's basically doing it all at once. You know, Donald Glover's basically saying, 
I'm going to come into the public consciousness in six different categories pretty much all at the same time, and it's all going to be fire. Yeah, and, and Timberlake did it in a very safe way in things that were already popular. Yeah. Right? And, and, and you know, or, or Glover, like, he rewrites things. Everything he does is new. I don't think Timberlake at any point was, like, at the forefront of a... Uh, particular thing well you know? yeah with the exception of d in a box because that was just genius <laughs> yeah there you go yeah but wasn't that more completely oh, all yeah, sandberg that's all sandberg sandberg yeah no i'm just saying it was amazing um and it was a viral hit and we're gonna get into viral hits in a minute so at the same time we were talking about the summer of childish gambino which which, which has not been the case roscoe also said and he was right the song of the summer might have been nice for what by drake until pusher t murdered drake with two very well-timed, at least, diss tracks right around Memorial Day weekend, which is when Drake did I, dropped did his I album. Did say that on a podcast? When did I say that? No, no, you said it in a text thread between the three of us back in oh, June. Oh, oh, yeah. But you were right. You called it. I totally agree with your take at the time. Now, what's funny is, and again, this is my buddy Polly P, who hates when I reference Spotify plays, but Nice For What does have almost a half a billion listens on Spotify this summer. So Yeah. And that's why it's worth mentioning, because half a billion is a lot. No question. No, I totally agree. Uh, and I think, honestly, Roscoe P., it's got everything that one needs in a summer jam. It's got a great beat, great hook, big star as the performer. And I can see that song as a perfect pool, beach, at the bar, on a road trip, on a boat, in a restaurant, anywhere type jam, you know? Yep. But yep. I, I don't think it achieved what we were looking for. Um I think that song's interesting because now we're old enough, like, a 13-year-old Drake fan maybe doesn't know the Lauryn Hill song. Yeah. You know, X Factor, like, when we hear it, we go, ooh, Lauryn Hill. Yep. Yeah. Guaranteed. It's, that. it's interesting to be in that generation now because when we were 13, listening to hip-hop, we didn't hear the, the samples that those songs took. We just heard, like, The Tribe Called Quest or whatever. We don't know where that came from, but... I saw it was interesting that I, I really like Nice For What, not because of Drake. I like it because of Lauren Hill and what they did with that sample, I think, is really creative and cool. It makes yep. for a nice beat, but, but the, the kids don't know that. They just think it's, you know, Drake wrote that. Right, exactly. Patterson, what do you think? No, I think, it's, I, I think that's exactly right. Um, I, I don't have nothing to add to that. I mean, but that's just like, I don't know that that's necessarily a Drake thing. I think like Chris was saying, it's always going to be a... Um, like a Lauren Hill thing? Got it. I went off on a tangent because you, I have to tell you this. Bizarrely, right across the street was a tall guy wearing a basketball jersey that when he was talking and gesturing with his hands, it was linking up to exactly how Roscoe was speaking. You thought it might have been me walking down the so street? So I thought it would have been great if Roscoe was just podcasting from like the cemetery across the street from my house, occasionally looking into my looking in and seeing what was going on. All right. I need like six timeouts right now. Uh... <laughs> Number one, I've been to your house. That cemetery doesn't usually have a lot of people in it, and they usually aren't wearing basketball jerseys. That's why it kind of took me aback. All right, can I ask you this question without making this podcast only for literally me, you, and Roscoe P? It's not that guy, Tim, who you thought was my cousin, but it's actually my cousin's cousin's husband, is it? No. No, no, no. He, was not a, he wasn't as like, big as that guy. He was taller, lankier. Lankier, because Tim's a pretty tall guy. Anyway, okay. He is, yeah. All right, well, anyway, we, we, we sorted that out. <laughs> yeah, that clears it right up. All right, we've been, on, we've been on for the better part of 15 minutes, and already Andrew Patterson has left McDonald's, <laughs> transferred his Bluetooth, which sounded like an ice machine. 
Uh, turned off his air conditioning was sounding like a lawnmower. I don't know what that is, but it's terrible. Um, is he making a smoothie right now? What's happening? Yeah, what is that? What is? I literally didn't just make a noise. I'm being framed on that last one. Maybe it's the oh. fact that we have two two phones. That's definitely a noise, guy. <laughs> Are we feeding back with the two phones here? Maybe. All right. Well, whatever that is, stop it. <laughs> no one's doing anything. Oh, boy. That's I'm trouble. Li- I'm literally not making any noise. The, well, when you talk, it goes away. So that's good. Let's, let's have more of you. <laughs> okay. Well, that we can do. Um, Roscoe, does this answer your question about why you were brought on to the Song of the Summer podcast? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Andrew, I've got, I've got a couple things for you, though, here. Okay? So okay. Back, on our, back on our June 8th text thread, and you're the guy, by the way, really quickly, I want to set this up. Back in the year 2011, you told me, and I've chronicled this before on the show here, but... We found love in a hopeless place was your official jam, summer 2011, and you walked that back pretty hard. But yeah, you do admit that you said that. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Okay. I like, I like Rihanna. Who doesn't? Riri's the best. So back on June eighth, yeah, I remember like I mean I don't I still don't listen to that song. I probably haven't heard that song in a couple of years, but I remember listening to that song a bit when it came out. Okay. Well, you said it was your official jam in 2011. That's okay. Um, okay. Back on June 8th of this year, you said that Camila Cabello's Never Be the Same was going to be the runaway winner song of the summer. Do you still stand by that? No. Uh, and that was less about the quality of the music more than just, I thought Correct. the stars were aligning. Correct. No, no, no. We, you, have this, you have her coming off this mega hit. It's the, Her song was like the number one song for four weeks leading up to and including Memorial Day. Yep. Um, I just thought nothing. I, I thought the stars had aligned. Not that it's a particularly good song. Oh no, it's, it's a particularly bad song. Roscoe P, do you want to yeah. weigh in? Um, you know what I'm gonna say. That song stinks. In fact, I think I already said that, haven't I? Well, you well, said. Is that the one? You're already on deck. One of the five worst songs ever. Yeah, you know, yeah. You wrote. You wrote back to Andrew that I just listened to it. Probably one of the five worst songs I've ever heard. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's how I feel about that song. I don't remember it, but I do remember texting that. Now, I listen... Yeah, it, it, it fell off pretty quickly, because I think probably a lot of people came to the Chris Orozco realization. Yeah, see, what I did was I, I, listen, do. I listened to it for the first time ever last night in preparing for this show. I'm going to go and offend my buddy Polly P again. It does happen to have nearly 350 million plays on Spotify. However, here's the problem. Roscoe's 100% right. Yeah. Uh, now, it was wildly popular, but first of all, even if it was a good song, it's way too slow to be the song of the summer. Yeah, uh, I can see that. But the fact that I'd never heard it until yesterday, and I go to a lot of bars, restaurants, cars, baseball game, inning switches, like, I just feel like, yeah, it might have caught fire for a hot second because of how white hot she was after Havana, but just didn't pan out, but that's okay. That's why it's yeah, fun. Yeah, I think... Um it was. It's. I haven't heard it in forever. It's been. It was everywhere, and it was everywhere right when we started that texting about the song in the summer. So I think that's why I wanted to be so bold to make that call because I've been so wrong in the past. Right. Well, you you kept the streak going. Yeah. <laughs> More spectacularly so. I like it. I like it. Nothing wrong with that. And and also, you didn't say you liked it. You just said you thought it. Like you said, stars were aligning. Now. Right. Really quickly, it is worth noting that she did have a smash hit this year in Havana. Um, a song I don't like. Right. However, literally quickly approaching a billion listens. Yeah. 968 million listens. Um, and all I want to point out there is that song kind of took the baton from Despacito and ran with it. Latin influence, 
catchy chorus. Came out at a really good time, but a little bit too early to be song of the summer. But anyway, I can see why you would go with that. Roscoe P. also, because Andrew Patterson made a good a good point that that uh, Never Be the Same song was also charting on the country music charts, not only pop. And Roscoe P., here's a real hot take that I remember you said. You said everybody who still likes country should be thrown in jail immediately. <laughs> Oh, it's a bit aggressive, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's a hot take. I just like reading back these like two months later. These are fantastic. Um, yeah, hot take alert right there. So listen, we're, <laughs> so fast forward now to August you know, 5th or whatever, and here we are. We've got a better sh- sense of what's been going on. And I will say this. Pusha T did seem to kill a lot of Drake's momentum for, 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 for Drake because, you know, and then, honestly, Drake kind of got punked by Kendrick, per- Kendrick Perkins during the uh, Cavs series of the Toronto Raptors series. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, I forgot about that. Really a tough spring for Drake by Drake's standards, because usually whatever Drake, Drake touches turns to gold, you know? Um, uh, however, and this is, I, I, I might be laughably out of it without knowing this, Does, doesn't Drake do that song that... Uh, has that challenge everybody's getting out of their car and dancing to it's amazing that you are so unprepared yet you just segued into the total point of the podcast this is great did you did you not read gavin's text from earlier today that that was exactly what he was talking about was i on that text yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i usually i'm not sure i was kiki do you love me (laughs) so anyway if I'm texting with you, here's the text I'm really paying attention to. If we're texting about the podcast, what time are you calling? Fair. <laughs> just just scan. 7.30? All right. Well, the good news is you literally are like the broken analog old school clock being right twice a day. Because you, 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 you 100% just backdoored me right into my point. Which is, because it's 2018, Instagram actually gave us the source material for the song of the summer. Instagram combined the powers of social media, a viral challenge, and a pop song. And of course, I'm talking about Drake's In My Feelings, a.k.a. the soundtrack for 2018's Kiki Challenge. Um, And before I start and get your takes, guys, I feel like this is a jobber version of Nice For What. But when you cross it over with like an Ice Bucket Challenge Harlem Shake manifesto and get a viral thing you have 2018 song of the summer and really it's only the first 12 seconds of said song but it's the song of the summer yeah do you know how did that challenge is that in the video is that how the challenge started oh it's before that it was this guy on instagram yep like shiggy Shiggy. yep shiggy is a comedian he's mainly known for being an instagram comedian i'm not sure what that means instagram comedian i didn't even know that was a thing until today well i think he's a comedian most famous for being on instagram but anyway he started he started the challenge and now it's bananas (laughs) okay um what's that i said i heard a noise that time yep yep that's real It's okay. It kind of goes away. It's not bad. But I would say this. Social media found a way to pull a Drake song off the scrap heap, overcome the fact that Pusha T chopped him off at the knees in late late May, and gave him the song of the summer. Yeah, I'm not sure that song was ever intended to be a big hit. Correct. Correct. I I think that guy just liked it and started dancing and it became... In fact, I I would disagree slightly. 
I, because because you're right. It's not really about the song, right? It's about all this other. It's stuff. the craze. It's about the, the videos and the challenge and the and the and the craze and all that stuff. So it's kind of the it's like the thing of the summer, but it's not really the song of the summer because the song doesn't really matter. It's the sample of the summer. It's the it's the I guess I don't know. It's it's the it's the Instagram moment of it's the YouTube moment of the summer. Right. Yeah. But when you think well, about and, the and that's that's terrible because the only good thing about that challenge is watching the inevitable videos pop up of kids crashing their parents' cars. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> how about the National Transportation Safety Bureau had to actually put out a statement yep. telling people they have to be like, Hey a holes, when you're driving your car, don't get out and start dancing to Drake in the middle of the street. Yeah. They actually have to tell people that. And that's yeah, my point. I, um, and that's my point. I, I think every teenager has gotten in some sort of small vehicle accident with their parents' cars. It's like a rite of passage. Yeah. And I got in enough trouble for mine, which was like a small, stupid mistake. I cannot imagine how much trouble I would have been in if I had like walked up and been like, yeah, no, I got in an accident. Uh, no, I jumped out of the car while I was still moving to dance. But it's a great song. The way it starts is, Kiki, do you love me? The fail fail video got like 200 likes. Guys, the fail videos are the entire reason this thing is awesome. Um, Everybody, do yourself a favor. Pour a cup of coffee or whatever you like to drink. Google the term, Kiki Challenge Fail. Kick back and cringe. It's amazing. Here are my favorite three that I saw yesterday. I saw a girl on Instagram fall off her horse in one. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> she, start, she okay. stood up on her horse and started dancing to it in the barn, and the horse was like, F you, and bucked and bronked out. And I saw a dude get out of his car and get hit by somebody else's Volvo. I saw that. <laughs> I did not see that one. And I saw a girl get out of the car and do it, and then her dad yells, F the Kiki Challenge, and drives off while she shrieks. <laughs> <laughs> like that one Kiki. this one i had seen was like shot from another car that must have been like filming this kid trying to do the challenge yeah and you see him jump out of his car and then the car just rolls completely into a tree um and nearly tips over right and so i guess my point is in, in 2018 we don't need a song of the summer we don't get a traditional song of the summer we get like the the metamorphosis of the social hive mind consciousness Right. Laced with like 15 seconds of a song. That's the song. That's uh, Roscoe got it right. That's like the, the multimedia moment of the summer. But if we yeah. think back on the biggest song, the most memorable pop song of 2018 summer, it's got to be the Kiki Challenge, which is not even the name of the damn song. And by the way, who the hell's Kiki? Have you seen the video? Nah, dude. I'm 39 There's years old. So he, he made a video, like in response. I don't think, again, I don't, I don't think it was the plan, but Ooh. in response to all this, he made a video. Kiki. In the video is played by Lala Anthony, Hello. former MTV VJ, wife of Carmelo Anthony, and her mother is played by Felicia Rashad Ooh. of the Cosby Show. Love, love Claire Huxtable. Claire Huxtable. And I don't mean that like in a creepy way. I mean that like who doesn't love Claire Huxtable, right? Who doesn't love Claire Huxtable? Yeah. Kiki, do you love me? I can't stop singing it, guys. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Like it's. Oh boy. Just keep going. It's, it's catchy enough, but it's like, it's not really great. Like, of the three Drake songs that were kind of big this summer, it's the worst one. Like, um, uh, Nice For What Is Better, and the one with Michael Jackson is better. No question. 
Andrew, say anything at all so that noise will stop. Never mind, it stopped. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I was just going to say that I've never been able to appreciate Drake. I'm not saying he's not talented. Oh, he's what you do does. It's just I, I, I've never appreciated Drake. Me neither. Right, okay, well, but, but here we are. Here we are tipping our caps to like his sixth best song off his record that Pusha T destroyed on Memorial Day, and here we are, halfway to Labor Day, talking about the song of the summer as like a throwaway Drake hit because of the interwebs. It's an amazing time to be alive, guys. Well, Drake, Drake really figured out. He, I'll tell you what he's really good at. He's really good at getting famous. Like in, in wrestling terms, we call this getting over. Right? Yes, like he's he's really yeah. he's not necessarily like his songs aren't good, but he's really good at being popular like he's a really good star and and he can right. and he crosses over and he gets people to do these viral things that become big and he's at all the basketball games and he's out there being a star he's not good at music but he's good at being a star and that's why he's the biggest star in music right now absolutely yeah, that's fair i think that's a good assessment so listen i got a couple more things i want to do here but any more on the kiki shuffle or challenge or anything you guys want to is that like before i get into your personal faves is there any song that you think legitimately is, is more in the public consciousness right now than this one? No, right right now, I don't think so right now. I think maybe earlier, the, the Cardi B song, the, the yes. I like it like that sample there, that was big for a while, but not really now. I think I think Drake has overtaken that. Yep. So yeah. so let me let me ask you guys this. Do does either of you have a a personal favorite of the summer prepared? No. Uh <laughs> Shocker! <laughs> but I will say, the one thing I did prepare to say in this is that I think this is the second Song of the Summer podcast in a row that I'm going to admit to liking a um, Selena Gomez song. Okay. Oh, yeah, that song's all right. Which one? I, I think that, like, I don't listen to a lot of the pop music today. It's just, but the past couple of pop songs that I've heard, like, all right, that's an all right song. They've been Selena Gomez songs. I think I like Selena Gomez music. I, I kind of like Selena Gomez music too, actually. Yeah. Well, you can't. I mean, you can't can't hate on it. I mean, it's very good, popular music, right? I, I yeah. think. So. Yeah. The okay. one last summer was better. I forget what that was called. Yeah, I that was a jam last summer. Summer, summer I, I picked that as the as the song. I really like that one. I forget what it was called. I'll look it up as we're talking. It was really good. But Roscoe, you got a favorite for this year or what? Um. No, I, I mean the. Uh, we should probably note that I, it's interesting how times have changed that Jay-Z and Beyonce put out a record together, which you think would be like a massive event, and it kind of wasn't. Like that, I, I don't feel like that's really gotten a whole lot of buzz. No, didn't they not? They, first of all, they just dropped it. They didn't, yeah. make, they didn't create any buzz around it. Right. And are they touring now? Yes, they're touring. In fact, they're playing uh, Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. Uh, or maybe they just did. I think, I think they might be this weekend or something because I think there's some reason that's on my consciousness again but it might have been this weekend yeah yeah but I mean um, so we're really really quickly we're talking about or do you think like do you think that's a misplay they thought we don't even have to say anything it'll just take off or I think that's what they thought yeah how did it go no I think that's what they thought that they thought the surprise aspect of it would make everybody excited and and, um, I think the problem is it's it's like it's fine but it's not you know, I don't know, 10 years ago, if you told me Jay-Z and Beyonce were going to do an album together, I would have thought that had a chance to be some real musical genius. And it's yeah. kind of not. Like, it's okay. It's not bad, but it's like... I, I haven't even bothered to listen to it. Well, there you go. And it's interesting how few people 
you care, right? Like I didn't even know it was yeah. out. Yeah. It's no. called The Carters. Uh, the song, the single, which we can't say the name of, I don't know what they say on the radio, Ape, Ape S. I don't know, we can't say it on your on your G-rated podcast here, but... Um, I mean PG-13. Oh, it's PG-13, I can say it. Am I allowed to say it? Is it the S word? Yeah. Oh, you can say it. Go ahead. All right, well, it's called Ape Shit. Okay, which is a great name for a song. It is. Um, And that's, it's good. It's a good song, but it's not, you know, you think about like Crazy in Love, that the first Jay-Z and Beyonce song, how good that was, it's not nearly at that level. I was looking for like a whole album of that. Give me 10 of those. Well, the other problem is who's doing albums anymore, right? So. Well, that's the thing, right? we don't really need to put out an album because no one's buying those anymore. So Correct. It's all, it's all kind of changed, yeah. Correct. But, you know what else is interesting, though? Because I will say that I did try to listen to the Spotify Top 50. Yep. But it's all like a Travis Scott album. No, that's as of like two days ago. So right. they must have done something. Because right. yeah, earlier this week, he wasn't on once. from the same Drake album. And it was like... It, it, it's there's no I, I expected more variation well there was literally when I talked to you guys on Wednesday there was no Travis Scott and he must have dropped the record like that night yeah it came out like a few days ago because when I went back it was all Travis Scott to your point so he yeah. his fans must have been like okay cool we'll listen to all these songs for you boom 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 no doubt um, right do you guys want to hear my personal fave I don't know if you know this one or not please go for it y'all heard of the artist named Little Duval um uh, yeah, I, I read his name today, or her name, I guess, I don't know. His, his name, I guess, yeah, I don't, I don't know the song, but I know what you mean. He's got a song called Smile, parentheses, Living My Best Life. It's featuring Snoop Dogg and a guy named Ball Greasy, which sounds fake, but anyway. Uh, the chorus contains very strong language, um, but it's really, really catchy, and I think Snoop gives a 65% effort, which is about 40% more than he's given since 2003 in any one song. Uh, the chorus just... Listen to the song three times when you have a chance to actually listen to it, and you'll have the chorus in your head forever. So, Smile by Lil Duval is my, is my, but my Dark Horse favorite. Um, Good call. My least favorite is by Camila Cabello, and unfortunately with a good friend of ours, Pharrell, Sangria Wine. Terrible song. Mm. Terrible effort from both of those two. Terrible effort, guys. Do you guys know the song I'm talking about? No. No. Was the, wait, hold on. Was my long silence as you finished not enough to key you in? I had no idea what you were talking about. Well, this song's actually on the radio, which is, which is like, I find amazing because it's, I mean, I love Pharrell, Roscoe, and I, Andrew, I'm sure you love Pharrell too, but Roscoe and I are well-documented Pharrell fans. It is his worst commercial effort that I'm aware of. Mm. Um, and then Camila Cabello, listen, she's hot or cold. Girl's got a billion listens on Havana. I'm not going to throw stones at her, but this is a terrible effort from both of them individually. The fact that they collaboed on it and it's such a stinker, whew, that ain't good. Yeah, I mean, I think, I'm not saying that she's not popular, but I think the overwhelming evidence is that Camille Cabello uh, does not make music that is fun to listen to if you're not 13. Right, but Pharrell does, and that's the problem. Yeah. Usually. Right, right. Pharrell, the ageless wonder, because isn't he like in his fifties? Oh yeah, but he looks great. He's been around forever. Yeah, but he, he just he, 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 that dude still looks like he's in his twenties. Yeah, he does. God he, bless he him. He produced the Noriega song, the uh, 
what, 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 Super what, Thug. What. Super Thug. Super Thug, yeah. We were listening to that in the locker room at Clark University 20 years ago. Right. Right. And he, he produced that song. And Pharrell was 38 years old then. <laughs> he might have been. Yeah. Can, can I tie Pharrell into uh, a guy we were talking about earlier? Sure. Because I, yeah. I didn't realize this was this was the case. So you remember Clips? Yep. The group Clips? Wasn't Pusha T in Clips? Yes, Pusha T was in Clips. I didn't know that until like a month ago. Oh, yeah. How I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Pusha T is like sneakily great. He is sneaky great. In fact, I was going to say, I mean, asked about the song of the summer. I don't really, like Andrew said, I don't really get into the pop music of the summer anymore. But there is some music that came out this summer that I really like. And one of the things I really like is Pusha T's record. Yeah, Daytona is good. It's really good. I like it. Really good. It's a great, it's like seven songs. It's fantastic. Seven songs, yeah, it's awesome. Hey, do you know, have you listened to the whole record? Do you know the one with Kanye where he's like, whoop, whoop de whoop, scoop de scoop? Uh, know? with Kanye <laughs> on the Push the T one? Yeah, it's amazing. Hold on, let me look. I mean, I've heard the whole thing multiple times. Here, yeah, I'm going to look it up too. Dude. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. This song is that, fantastic. Uh, yeah, he's got a great line. I can't say the first part. But the second part of the line, he says, I'm top five and all of them die long. Yep, yep. Which is a reference to the Dave Chappelle making the band sketch. Correct. Dylon, 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 Dylon. Dylon, 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 and Dylon. <laughs> no, that's a great line. But there's a line in that same song, and I, it's like, basically, Pusha T throws it to Kanye, and instead of having something hot, he's just like, whoop, whoopy whoop, scoop, scoopy scoop, and it totally works. Oh, my God. Can Kanye, can we officially call Kanye the worst artist of the summer? Sure, but even when he falls apart, he produces Pusha T's excellent record. Yeah, I get it. He didn't do the whole thing, did he? I thought he just did that song. He I'm not sure. I, I think he was involved in a bit of it, but regardless, I'm with you. He's definitely he's definitely taking a step backwards. Um, do you guys have a least favorite song? Um, all of them. Okay. St- strong answer. <laughs> strong answer. Uh, oh, no. I, the, the Cardi B song. Awful. Like like that? Yeah. Yeah, she terrible. Stinks. That song stinks. That song stunk the first time in 1995. Yeah, right. And the first first time back when Harry Belafonte did it in 1965. Or or like anything by a couple of these guys are, are big, like Juice World. I don't know if you know that guy. He's every, he's everywhere. He's I, I heard something about him today, and it's yeah, it, it was terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. And then not to speak ill of the dead, but I believe I'm pronouncing this right, but XXX Tentacion. Yes, I mean, he's de- uh, he's he's everywhere. He stinks. I mean, you know, R.I.P. He was, of course, he was murdered not long ago. Um, but yeah, you know, he he still stinks. That, that stuff's up there a lot. I can't do that. What's that, Andrew? Stinks. Uh, it's actually made me long for the days where rappers had great names like Two Chains. <laughs> <laughs> Two Chains is a great name. Yeah, but I mean, like. Half of these ones you can't pronounce anymore. They all come out <laughs> online before they put any album out. They all get like YouTube views, you know? Right. Um, yeah, did you see? And, and they, like, it was just such a ridiculous uh, whole, like, I don't know, subculture, I guess. I don't know if it's subculture because it's like what a lot of my kids, how they first hear music. I was going to say, it's not a subculture, it's, a, it's generational. Kids listen to music right. on YouTube yeah. now. Yeah. like being angry men, yell, old man yells the clouds. Yeah. Well, that was you. We were, Roscoe and I did not come out against 13-year-old music, but you did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. 
we're middle-aged man you're an old man that's how it works yeah, yeah right <laughs> even though you're the youngest the young man on the phone call right now correct correct there's the irony in that um let me get real quick, quick guys what do you think about the song the middle by zed and ren morris and gray have you guys heard that song i actually like yeah. it i actually kind of like it a lot yeah so uh andrew do you know the song or no I do actually. I believe, uh, but I cannot hear Zed without. I believe it. I, I have to put it on your, on you or your brother Alex. <laughs> okay. Because when Zed stuff first kept, started coming out, yeah, one of you, and it might have been Alex, told me that he was like a twelve-year-old. Okay, like he was. Uh, so I was like, oh, really? And then like I heard some of his music, and I was like, yeah, he sounds like he would be like a twelve-year-old or a thirteen-year-old boy, and he's not. Well. Obviously. Well, no one knew. I thought he. I thought Zed was a woman at first. So whatever. I, I don't know who Zed is, but I know it's not like a thirteen-year-old boy that he sounds like. So, but I haven't heard Zed songs without thinking it was like teeny bopper stuff meant for little girls. Correct. Well, anyway, fa- fast forward probably seven or eight years, and he's at least a nineteen-year-old boy now. But anyway, um, <laughs> the song in the middle. So a, a couple of the pundits uh, said that that was their vote. I sampled, you know, I surveyed some folks. And here's my take on that song. I think if it was still 2012, this song would be the song of the summer by conventional 2012 and previous means. You know, like, this is a song that's, again, back to Spotify, it's approaching 450 million listens, but I hear this song at the dentist office waiting room. I hear it at a bar. I hear it on the car radio. I hear it, you know at a baseball game in between innings, you know, like it's a very popular song that a lot of people know about and seem to at least tolerate, if not enjoy. This might be too, uh, like, you know, local for some listeners, but is it like the magic 106.7 pop hit of the summer? Yeah. It's like the adult rock. It's the adult rock, you know, but, but it's kind of a crossover where I think kids liked it at first and now their moms like it, which is the whole point of a song in the summer back when we first started doing this four or five years ago, which was, what's the song that the soccer moms were singing by September at the Kids Like the Memorial Day? And this year, this year, it's actually a hybrid of the Ice Bucket Challenge and a song. It's Kiki Challenge, you know what I mean? It's, and it's not for charity. It's just for Drake. Yeah. It's for Drake's abandoned son. That's the charity word. Ooh. Murdered. Murdered. Taking it back to push the team real quick there, guy. Well, anyway, I enjoy that. Um, guys, I had wanted to get into some... Uh, Andrew Patterson and I went to the Foo Fighters at Fenway Park, and, and Roscoe just went to uh, the Newport Jazz Fest. I don't know that we have time. I'm going to table those. Um, but I will say this. Can I ask you that? Yes or no? How was it? Oh, it was fantastic. We, here's the best... The, uh, the only bad thing about the show was the... Only two, the couple who sat in front of us must have been the only two people who would go to a concert and sit for the entire thing. <laughs> uh, and you know the way Fenway Park is structured, there's just not... Like, not a lot of room. Not a lot of room. Uh, I believe I hit the man in the head eh, four or five times throughout uh-huh. the course of the night. And Gavin maybe hit his wife a few times in the head. Oh. Yeah, it was it was so tight there that honestly, if you went to put your drink down in the cup holder, you put it on the head of the person in front of you because, again, if they were sitting, there was forty. Inexplicably, never stood up during any of that. There was thirty to forty thousand people in that stadium, and like Andrew said, literally the only two who sat for the. I think she st- she stood for two songs, and he stood for one. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I legitimately accidentally boxed his ears once, and he still just sat. My, my, my favorite part was the girl ice-grilled me like I was the a-hole. I'm like, you're the only person sitting at Fenway Park. Dave Grohl was singing his heart out for you, and I'm the a-hole? No, no, not at all. Yeah. No, it was, uh, that show was, Chris, it was a great show. I went the last time Foo Fighters were at Fenway, and um, that had also been a good show, but it was when Dave Grohl broke his leg. Oh, uh, so you're sitting down. So he was sitting down, which they still managed to pull off for the tour, but it, it was a different show. Uh, the song of the night actually would have been when uh, Taylor Cottrell took over, and he sang with this guy from the band who opened. The Struts. Yeah. The Struts. Um, and uh, they did uh, Queen Under Pressure. It was great. Uh, Taylor, yeah, Taylor actually can really belt out that that David Bowie baritone. Oh, not baritone, but that, that, that he. I, I've heard him do that, actually. I saw that. I saw a video of that. Yeah, it was good. Uh, in, fact, in fact, I think the night when Dave broke his leg, because it happened so early in the show, the rest of them kept playing. Because well, like Dave went off stage and then came back. Got it. Wheeled them back on stage. Got it. But in the meantime, the rest of the band just started playing covers. Wow. And he was off stage, and I think Under Pressure was one of them. What a what a great what a great thing to do. Like way to way to be like you know what we know a bunch of songs. Screw it. Let's keep it going. Yeah, we know songs. Let's yeah. play songs. No, that is a um, that's that's amazing. And here's the best part, Roscoe. Before I, we're not gonna have time tonight to get into it, but I want to have Andrew want to talk about our our, we, our our pregame. We did it in the hotel lobby of our friend Larry and Christina Ricciardi because they came to the show at Fenway, and we wow. we ended the night eating like pizza with them after the show, but we never actually went to the show with them. It was kind of a a nice little confluence of events. Um, yeah, uh, Larry Ricciardi, I believe, talked about the filibuster freestyle at said pre-party. And his exact quote was, I have never listened, and I'm not going to listen until you invite me on. <laughs> but the funny thing is, I've invited him on like twice. I invited him on before the Super Bowl, and he pushed out, and then his team won, and now I'm not going to let him come on and gloat. Screw that. Right. <laughs> Fair. Hey, Roscoe, what's your highlight of uh, Newport Jazz Fest real quick? And we got we to go. Well, Living, living Color was for me, because I love them, and uh, they're always awesome. But my the, the new act, who I never heard of before, uh, Corey Henry and the Funk Apostles. Great name. Oh, That's a good name. So good. So good. They do have an album out on Spotify. just came out. It's okay. The album doesn't really cover the energy of the live performance. I think they're one of those bands that I think you have to see live, but they were incredible. He's a uh, He plays the, the Hammond B3 organ. Cool. And, and sings, and it's just like unbelievable. He just had the whole crowd going in like five seconds. Just fun. It, was like, it reminded me of Remember when we saw uh, whatever version of Parliament or whoever that was that came to Spree Day in 1998 yeah. or something that's It was like that. It was just like funky and everybody danced and everybody just loved it immediately. It was great. Corey Henry and the Funk Apostles. But um, still, still, uh, Living Color was weird because like, there's like 70-year-old white people there just sitting on the lawn trying to hear some nice jazz and they're up there playing, you know, Total Personality. Right. Which is right. kind of a weird fit, but... But they're just such a great band. It was just awesome to see them. Fantastic. All right, cool. Well, I'm glad you got to go to that. All right, fellas, we're going to leave it there. Uh, stick around for a minute. We'll catch up. I know the Red Sox are about to play their fourth game against the Yanks here, try to try to sweep the Yanks. First, two outs, men on first and second. See, there we go. All right, so is where you can find us. Andrew, thanks for being on, buddy. Uh, glad to be on, as always. And I hope that McDonald's was tasty. Roscoe P., thanks for being on. Anytime. Good, Good luck with your boy Linus. Everybody else, we'll talk to you soon. Peace.